0: Welcome to episode 18 of the Waters Wavelength podcast. My name is Dan Francesco. I am the deputy editor of Cellside Technology and I'm joined as always by my co-host, US editor Anthony Malikian. Good to be here. So, to start these podcasts, to give you, you know, to peel back the curtain a little bit. Every week I come in and I say, "Tony, like a little excited puppy, what do you want to do this week for the podcast?" <laughs> mhm. And uh nine times out of ten, Tony first yells at me and says, This was your goddamn idea. You have to come up with what you're gonna talk about. I'm not doing anything. And that's fair enough. But uh this week when I came in and I said, Tony, what are you gonna talk about for the podcast? Tony looked at me he gave me a, a Riley smile and he said, Let's shit on some PR people. So shit on some PR people we shall. Um I don't, I mean, well, I'll let, I'll let Tony take it away. Tony, this is, a, this is a, a special place in your heart. PR company, media companies hold a special place in your heart. Yes. Where would you like to begin? Well, you know, I won't mention
1: specific names. I'll keep specific names out of this. Um, and I'm sure that there are plenty of PR people that would love to have a podcast where they can blow some steam about uh, how much they can't stand working and dealing with me.
0: We are we are not the, the <laughs> apple of
1: anyone's yeah, eye, exactly. so to say. So... But I figured, you know, we we always talk so much about technology and stuff like that. And Dan and I are busy this week finishing up our features for the June issue. So it's not like we've been, you know, cranking out news stories ourselves. Um, So I thought this is a good opportunity, first of all, to let the PR people out there that listen to this know where we're coming from on a couple things and where they can have some success and deal in dealing with waters. Um, we obviously don't speak for every publication that's out there. Everybody has their own like little thing, but Dan and I are very much on the same page when it comes to this stuff. And I know Victor is uh, very much on the same page uh, as us over in London. And also I think it's important for the vendors to listen to this and for banks to listen to this because you know, for the vendors, you know, you have your internal PR or you're using an agency PR. Um, I, I you know, sometimes you, I think you'd be very surprised at there are we have here at Waters the water shit list and it's uh it's basically a list of PR people that are just nightmares to deal with. Um and you don't want your company on that list. <laughs> you don't want to be dealing with a person that's you know, on that list because I'm not inclined to answer those emails or pick up that phone when they, when they call.
0: I was I was gonna say I think you make a great point because you hear this and you think oh geez well, this is just gonna be good for the PR people, but I think it's it'll be a great exercise for the end users for the people that use these PR companies to understand where we're coming from and maybe when they think oh this person's really doing a good job, maybe they're not necessarily doing a good job for uh, for them. So. Tony, what, what, right off the bat, what are your, your first thoughts? Well, I guess let's start with this general premise.
1: I have heard many times, and I understand the complaint. It costs a fair amount of money to take out a subscription to Waters, to the whole package, or just to have BST, SST, IMDRD, or whatever it is. Same is true with uh, the RISC uh, brand of products. Understand that... There aren't a lot of players left in the fintech space covering this industry, um, as far as publication are concerned. Um, it's our job to produce good content that is valuable to the readers. If we are not doing that, I want to hear from you. If there's an area that we are not covering, I definitely want to hear from you as an editor, so we can more uh, better focus our coverage and improve what we're doing. Um, but it also, let's start with this understanding. If you want to read us, if you want to, you know, if if you want to have your people uh talk to us and then mention in articles, um there's a price there or th- there's a subscription cost to read us and that's just the way it is and there's nothing I can do about that. I wish that our content could be free for everyone to read and that there were no barriers. It's just not the way it is. Um so first of all start off with that. If you're going to d- stop, you know, writing me saying Can you, you know, we're going to, we're working on getting a subscription. We're working on getting a subscription. Well, when you get the subscription, you can read the article. That's the best I can tell you right now. Um, So that's first off. Um, There are some end users and stuff like that that might say, hey, Tony, can I take a peek at this article? And obviously for, you know, for, for some special users, I'll make an exception. Let's start with that.
0: I understand it's a pricey... Nothing like completely contradicting your point after making it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I never send out articles. But there are some But I do if I like you, of course.
1: (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) Um, Do not... God, I had somebody call me up today. Or not today, it was this week, though. Calls me up and says, Tony, uh, I want to just know what you're working on. Maybe I can get uh, somebody to help you. I've been in this game for seven years now, covering this specifically. I've been a journalist covering finance for about 10 years now. I'll call you if I need you. I know who your clients are. I know who. I, don't call me asking me just what am I working on. You're wasting my goddamn time, and that drives me nuts. Come at me with a pitch. Have something ready. Don't just be like just just
0: throwing a net into the water hoping you catch something. You got. And to to that point, imagine if I were to call up you either as a PR agency or as a uh, more so as an end user and say, "Hey." Can you give me some scoops? Can you just can you just give me uh, give me a good news story? or Give me a breaking news story. That's that's not how it works. You got to do a little bit of legwork. Now you know. Again, I'm going to contradict my point to that point. If I'm having a conversation with someone about a topic, I'll always end it with "Are you hearing anything else in the space?" I think that's a little bit more warranted because there's. But you've I already created a door. conversation. Yes. Yeah, so exactly. you, you I had my, the conversation going or something happened I have my foot in the door, but yeah, there is something very obnoxious about when a, uh, PR person reaches out to you and says, yeah, what are you working on? What, what, what can we help you out with? Because I'll tell you something else. Nine times out of 10, when I do tell them what I'm working on, they're going to give me someone because they're just going to feel they have to give me someone and it's not going to be a good fit and it's going to be forced. And then that's also embarrassing for the person you set up too. you know, I've, uh, I have had conversations I've had uh, many conversations where I've I've gone down that road and as a younger more impressionable journalist I told the, I told them what I was working on they said okay I have someone that's a great fit for that and they gave it to me and 9 times out of 10 it was someone that didn't have a complete grasp on it and I'm not yeah, even sure absolutely. they were briefed on yeah. it and they couldn't give me any valuable information on the top
1: Yeah no and, and I completely agree with that you know when you write me an email saying what are you working on what I'm working on is getting my finger to the delete button as fast as I possibly can (laughs) to get rid of that stupid waste of time email. Okay. Sorry if I'm offending anybody here because I'm sure that if you are listening and you did send that, it's exactly what happened. I just hit delete on your email. Uh, Just work harder at your pitch. Okay. That's the other thing. I cannot tell you how many times I get called or emailed and it will be an agency PR person. Obviously, an internal PR person knows the company that they're working on. I would hope, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> but agency are people, many of them have very difficult jobs because you don't just have one client; you have multiple clients, and you're you're working on different publications, sometimes different industries, sectors, whatever. Um, so get, where they'll call up, and I'll be like, okay, uh, they're like, I want you to introduce you to this uh, client of mine, XYZ company. Okay, great. What do they do? Uh, you know, they work on this and that. But what? Why? Learn your Keep company. Be prepared for the follow-up. Yeah. Pretend like I'm going to interview you about that company. You should know who your client is inside and out. There's no reason not to. That is just general legwork. Go online and read their damn website before you come to me. Do not just say, I want to introduce you to this client. Good. I, I don't want it. I don't... I'll ask you if I need to talk to this person. Otherwise, come at me with a pitch. And this brings me to the next point an important point. You are on a roll. No, know, know what we write about. If you are pitching to a magazine, to a publication, know what their general focus is. Don't tell me about some company that has a retail banking ATM solution or whatever. I don't care. I do not write about that. I used to write about that when I worked at American Banker. Whoa, I no whoa, longer whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. We'll bleep that out. We'll bleep that <laughs> yeah, <it exactly>. out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, come at me with – know that we write about capital market technology. Know that we cover the institutional side, not the retail space. Know those things. It, at least be able to target your pitch then toward that. That will win me – I will be more inclined to listen to what your pitch is. I'll be more inclined to write you. Um, God, I, it's just, Dan and I both laugh about this all the time, but you will not even believe how many pitches we get about water, hydration, filtration, all stuff like time. that. Water. Yes, it's not that kind of water. This is the last
0: name. <laughs> let me just hop into the pool here and throw a, quick, a couple quick ones out. Don't double book. I've had the experience before where I've been booked on an interview and then sent an email or put it in. We have a, a, a Google Doc where we show every story we're working on. And then, oh, look at that. Someone else that's on works for sell-side technology or buy-side technology that's on in London or maybe even sitting right next to me, they have the same interview booked. Don't double-book us. Pitch to one person, you know, whatnot. Or um, just say to us, I also sent this
1: over to, you know, Tony, but Tony isn't being responsive as usual. Dan, you know, let me, you know, let you know that uh, you this might be appropriate for you.
0: Right. Uh, another one is uh, don't ask to correct quotes that are sent to me via email. Okay? I'm not going to name any names. (laughs) There's no quote check on emails that are sent via email. Uh, Every once in a while, if it's a small PR story and I want to get something up, I want to get a little bit extra context, or I just have a question, I'll do the interview via email. I'll send some questions, they'll send responses. And once in a blue moon, I think this has only happened once, actually, uh, I had the PR person respond back if they could change, uh, correct one of the quotes. And I replied, no, because you sent me the quotes via email. So... My, Don't do that. Yeah, my all-time favorite in that one was—I won't mention any, name
1: any names—agency PR company. Um, we actually have a a, a, a a call, so we set up a call. And I agreed to do a quote check. So understand, uh, just for you listening, there are two things. There's quote check, which is a check for accuracy. Make sure that the quotes are accurate. Because sometimes in a free-flowing conversation, you might say something that when they realize it later on, it's like, oh, that wasn't exactly accurate. Um, and then there's quote approval. We don't grant quote approval, but you know some companies will do that where you'll have the interview and then um, they'll come back and say, yes, you can use this, this, and this quote. But um, you'll even see that the New York Times and stuff like that. That does happen out there. But I'm not going to do the interview. It's just not interesting to me then. Um, But the the funniest story was this. Have the interview. Send over the quotes. Here's what I'd like to see. They sent them back. A couple little small changes here. You know, I, I reserve the right as a reporter to accept or reject your changes. If you're changing for style... Because you're like, I want to make them sound more like a PR robot. I'll just say, well, thank you for getting those back to me. But I didn't give you quote approval. So we're just going to go with these quotes. Um, but so he sent back, there was no nothing substantial. So I it, 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 nothing jumped out at me. So I used the quotes. Story goes live. get a frantic call. Can you change this uh, quote? I said, no, you gave me quote. You know, the story's been up. You checked the quotes. You said these quotes were good no, we're not going to change it. They say there's a legal problem that they could actually get legally in trouble for. Why did they say? Turns out that the PR person went and changed the quote themselves, thinking that it sounded better to say this in one particular way. And it was a subtle difference that did open them up, uh, did make them liable. So I'm like, are you kidding me? That's, I was like, Jesus, to know that. A PR person can think that they can go in and change a quote is just absolutely ridiculous. And sure enough, that person I was like, great. I never work with them ever again. The person's uh,
0: since left uh, the fintech PR space. But to that point on your point about quote check, that's something that is agreed upon beforehand. 100%. One One thing I hate is have the discussion at the very end. Oh, yeah, Dan, by the way, is is it okay for you to send quotes quotes through before for us to give him a check or the email afterwards? No, absolutely not. If I have any questions, I'll – dev because
1: I want to make sure that your quotes are – one like, as a reporter, what I think people don't realize is, you know, they watch television and they think, ah, I got you with this, you know, salacious quote. No, I just want to make sure that everything is right, that I understand everything is the same. And usually I will want to send over some quotes just to be like, am I correct? You know, is this what you were saying – You know, is this accurate? Is this clear in what they are saying? I want that, too. But, yeah, this whole at the very end be like, oh, and by the way, uh, can you send those over for us to check?
0: No, no, we didn't agree to that. uh." And be sure if you do it over the phone, I will embarrass you in front of your client by saying, no, actually, so-and-so, that's something that needs to be agreed on beforehand, which it was not, so you will not be granted a quote check. Um, so that's that's something else. I had something else, but I'm drawing a blank. Let me,
1: how let about, me think. How Tony, about what, this what one? Do not send me an email and then immediately call me up right afterwards.
0: Don't call uh, me up, period. <laughs> Don't give me no, – and, and that sounds bad. Don't give me a pitch over the phone because – My brain is not smart enough, does not work fast enough to understand fintech terms or fintech news stories over the phone. I am a very visual person. Ask Tony. Anytime I get a news story, I print it out. I have my highlighter. I go through about... Eight ten 10 highlighters a year. I highlight all the important words. You know, I've been at this for a while and I still just, I'm a visual. I like to hold things in my hand. That's how I like to do things. Don't sit. Don't call me up and say, Hey Dan, I got a great pitch on blah, 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 blah. Just, i just, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. I need you to send me an email. And yeah, to your point, don't do the immediate call. Hey, did you get it? Guys, we're in 2016. Email works fine. You're not losing any I sorry, I did get your email, and I just ignored it because it was a terrible pitch. So congratulations. <laughs> I want to make another point about emails. Don't send me an email and CC in someone that you think is higher oh, up in no the company. You, that drives me insane. That will guarantee that I will not talk to you. That will guarantee it. Don't send me so. For example, don't send me a pitch, and then in the pitch, just addressing me, also CC in Anthony or Victor or someone. You know, maybe maybe Max or Michael because they're you know editors, even though they're on a completely opposite side. Don't try to be you know subli- Don't try to kind of slyly say like, listen, the boss has got this eye on this on this comment, so you better better get it going. Or don't send me something, and then when you resend it add in their names because that's just going to make me angrier and that's ridiculous because all of our editors we all trust each other we know that we're going to put the best content forward if there's if i didn't put some, if i didn't write about your press release there's a reason why i didn't write about it I, there's a good excuse
1: the, the other thing you know to keep in mind is just that we're a small staff we try and cover we cover we don't cover the topic is relatively niche i guess fintech as a whole but we cover a very small subset of technology the capital markets institutional space so it's not like sometimes we're just gonna sometimes we're gonna miss some pitches sometimes to get through and I understand that it's your job to get your client but I will guarantee you that once you become that hounding annoying PR person I'm just gonna ignore everything from you because I know it's not gonna be worth my time because I only have so much time in a given day to interview people write stories edit stories do research do everything else involved that if i know i'm gonna have to go on a back and forth with a pr person i'm just not gonna i won't work with you anymore just the same way you won't work with me if i if my stories aren't accurate if um if my questioning is terrible if my interviewing skills are terrible which i'm sure plenty of people have (laughs) have cut me off
0: but you know and and I will say this, you know, we're we're bashing on PR people. Uh, there's a lot of people in the industry that I respect and I think are amazing at what they do and do a great job of oh, handling yeah, plenty, things a lot of PR timely. People. I mean, I, I would even say the majority, I would hope at least the majority of the people I, I think I work with. I mean, what would you, what would I you would put say, it at? no. 70, I would say, no, I would say
1: there's a top tier of 10%, 10, 20% maybe. There's a bottom of twenty to thirty percent that I just think are just holy terrible. Just god awful. My God, how did you ever get a job? How is a company entrusting themselves? I'm rambling. Um and then there's just a gray
0: area where it's hit and miss. Um If you and if you're listening and you say, Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> this oh, is great. This is great coming. live podcasting. Great podcasting. As Dan is getting ready to sneeze. <laughs> um if you are listening if you are listening to this as someone in PR and you're thinking oh crap I've definitely pitched Dan and messed up on three that doesn't mean I absolutely hate you I understand people make mistakes people do things but this is a this is a learning experience for all of you so we hope all of you grow grow from this and learn from this and don't do this to us going forward um but by no means if you know if you've sent me, you know, the the back to back email saying, "Hey Dan, did you get that bitch?" Yeah, I'll be pissed off, but it doesn't mean completely. I hate your guts. Um, we're just kind of this is more of a a therapeutic exercise for Anthony and I to voice some of the things we see in this. Well, space. just
1: so uh, you know, people know where we're coming at. And again, I think it's very important that um, if you're using agency PR, again, there are plenty of good people inside of agencies or good agency um, companies out there. I'll gladly have a conversation over beers um, about who I personally think is good and bad, just the same way that those PR people have the same conversation with you about which reporters is good and bad. And I understand that we're coming at this from a high horse. I am begging you. If there is something that we're not doing, I want to hear from you. I, I do care about those things. I do care about the quality of, of our product and if you think there's something lacking put it in writing send it to me give me a call whatever it is and we can go from there and we can try and prove that's the only way we're going to get better only way you, there's always room for improvement um, but I think that if you're a vendor using an agency there are certain things that you gotta you know you, you really gotta question the people that are working on your product and make sure that they have a good understanding of it and make sure that they're the kind of people that you want to deal with. You can know who you want to deal with just by having regular conversations with them. I think you know you kind of get a good tip off of you know who's just going to be an annoying, obnoxious person, who's going to
0: be somebody that's you know pleasant to kind of deal with. Um, yeah, I, I would I would just to piggyback Anthony's point. I would say we are far, we far from think that we are the perfect journalists. We know we're not. We try to get better every day. Feedback from you folks who we work with on a daily basis is always helpful. So if you're listening to this and you're getting angry and you're saying you're not hearing the other side of the story, let us know. Shoot us a tweet, send us an email, whatever you think, you know, but uh, we just thought this would be a good exercise, especially on a slow week, Um, like, you know, Anthony said Let's transition here because it's a slow week.
1: And another reason why it's been a bit slow is because one of my reporters had (laughs) to spend the first couple days doing his civic duty of jury duty. Um, Now, he said, uh, Tony, I have a funny story for you from from this. And I was like, don't tell me. I want to hear on the podcast so I can have a, a... An authentic reaction to it. So go go ahead, Dan. Well, yeah,
0: you can blame the state of New York, Uh, unfortunately. On uh, about a couple weeks ago, I got the dreaded survey in the mail not summons, but a survey in the mail about jury duty. Basically, if you speak English and you've never been convicted of a felon, felony, you're going to serve on jury duty. So I took the survey and sure enough, a couple weeks later, a summons shows up in my, I don't even know if, yeah, jury summons shows up in my mail. Um, I have to report, I had to report on Monday. So I go down to, uh, I believe it was 80 Center Street um, and showed up at the courthouse on Monday, I sat down. And for those of you that have never served jury duty in Manhattan, unlike other places where you serve jury duty, and if you go sit on a case and then you're excused, then you're fine. Um, here, you have to serve a minimum of two days, possibly three. So that means even if you go into the courtroom and you hear a case and you are excused because you're considered biased, you still will have to go back to the jury room, sit down, and uh, and wait. So I was there on Monday and Tuesday. Fortunately, I was excused from one case, um, and then for the rest of the time, I was kind of just no, waiting No, you say there.
1: fortunately, I want to be on a case. I was selected on a case once. And right, I came back the week later or something like that for when I was going to go to trial. And I wait, 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 and they're like, "Oh, they settled out of court." I'm
0: like, "You bastards!" I really wanted to be on it, but go on. I wanted no, no part of that, no part of that. Uh, but to kind of so, so the 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 most interesting story of the entire time was we sit there and the first and they don't take general. Um, they don't take general uh, uh, attendance. You go up and you hand in your thing. So then we're there for like the first hour and the woman that's sitting in the front goes, okay, um, we have a small group, a pool from this group that we're going to do for, for a court case. If you hear your name, please come up to the front, take this questionnaire, and then go sit in this side room. So she's going through names and then she says, Lucy Lou." So I think to myself, "Oh man, what are the chances somebody named Lucy Lou is you know serving?" You know, I, w- I always think that's so funny whenever I pe- meet people like Michael Jordan or anyone with like a name of a famous person. You so, should
1: go by Mike Jordan, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then, um, sitting behind me is a gentleman, and uh, I hear him senators because she says Lucy Lou, and no one answers. So if you don't answer, you get put back and you know you get sent another summons because you skipped out basically they think you skipped out so then i hear the guy behind me say oh she's here and i'm like how does this random juror know that this other random juror is here and then all of a sudden i hear here and scurrying past me is none other than Charlie's Angels, Kill Bills, insert whatever reference oh, God, you know. I hate you um, so much. That... Lucy Lou. <laughs> I'm in love with her. God, so, I hate you. So she scurries past me and she goes back. And, uh, yeah, so then for the next two days, I spent... Um, you know, with Lucy Liu, and uh, I'll give her credit, she never once did I see her kind of like do the whole, I'm a celebrity tantrum, she was doing her thing, at one point when I got excused from my case, I came back and she was kind of sitting like Indian style on the windowsill, talking to a bunch of other jurors, like smiling, like very friendly, most of the time she was working in the back on stuff, I sound kind of like a creep that I know where she was (laughs) the entire two days, but the one kind of funny story, my one interaction with her was on the end of the first day, they let us out, so we're packing up. So I'm walking to the elevator and I'm kind of in the back of the group. And she's coincidentally standing right next to me and we're walking in together. And it looks like there's room for one more person. And she's on her phone and um, she stops walking and she looks up. She looks at the space and then looks at me and i kind of smile and i'm like <laughs> yeah, and i'm like yeah. you can you can take it it's fine she goes oh i think i think we can fit both of us and she takes off her backpack and gets in and then i stood next to her and we rode down the elevator for the two th- two flights um i considered saying something i forget what her character name was in kill bill but i considered saying something like I know better than to cross you. I'll let you go. You know, something to that extent. But I didn't want to come off as a uh, creep. For those missed moments yeah, Dan. Missed opportunities. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think I need to have a running segment now on the podcast. I mean, last week, Ben from The Bachelor. This week, uh, you know, hey, Lucy just Liu. All the famous I should just, folks. you know, maybe if I don't run into anyone famous this coming week, I can tell stories about when I have run into famous people. I ran into uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt once at a Hard Rock, and uh, who do you think yeah. you
1: are, Lauren Maglioca, with uh, having like a <laughs> uh, ton <laughs> of celebrity friends? Yeah, she, yeah,
0: one of our sales, uh, one of our salespeople, Lauren Maglioka, if, you, if you're on the vendor side and you've worked with her at all, she uh, seems to know everybody that is anybody that's ever stepped foot in the state of North Carolina. If you
1: lived in North Carolina for even a day, she probably knows you.
0: But uh, but yeah, so that was my one you know uh, celebrity sighting uh, you know story from uh, from from that. I
1: knew when I went jury duty in uh, Brooklyn. Um, I don't think that yeah. I think I might have been the most famous person in there. <laughs> Me and my twelve followers on uh, this well, podcast.
0: Well, how long ago was that? Was that when Williamsburg was still, uh, or Brooklyn was still was booming, or was this before the the? Renaissance? Nah, this is
1: just uh, two, three years ago.
0: Because the thing is, anybody that lives in Manhattan has to serve on you know on jury duty. So obviously, there's a lot of celebrities. So you know, but still, the chances you think that you know run somebody. But yeah, so that was my uh. So that was my story. I think that's, I mean, is there anything else uh, you'd like to, uh, to to touch on, Tony? I think that's about it. We'll be back to our regular. Our features are coming out soon, so we'll be able to
1: talk about those. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got.
0: Yeah, uh, just a couple of things I want to mention real quick. Uh, I will be heading to Toronto uh, the first week, June. I think it's June June 7th. It's June 6th, 7th, and 8th. I'll be there. June 7th is the day of the conference at Toronto. It's the Toronto Financial Information Summit, uh, you know, technolo- Technology Summit. Um. It's a really good event. I went there last year, met some great folks, had some great conversations. Definitely worthwhile to check out. If you're going to be there, let me know. I'll be there, like I said, for three days. We can meet up either at the conference, before after, grab a drink, whatever you'd like to do. Um, Also, the Waters Rankings, the voting is still open for that. It closes on June 3rd, which is two weeks from Friday. I believe, yes. Sure, two, weeks from, two weeks from Friday, 30 categories, five different uh, topics, trading services, trading tools, data management, compliance risk management in the back office, and infrastructure and connectivity. Remember, no personal emails, no vendor or PR agencies. Um, like I said, the voting ends Friday, June 3rd at 11.59 p.m. The there luncheon, will
1: not be any extensions.
0: No extensions. So get your votes in now. No extensions. Luncheon will be July 14th. In New York City.
1: Dan, by the way, uh, when's our special guest coming on uh, for today?
0: (laughs) I thought I was going to be able to slide it under the radar. So, yes, I may or may not have mentioned on the past two podcasts about how next podcast we'll be having a special guest. That guest... Is still going to be our special first guest. He or she is a very special person that we're very excited to have on our very special podcast. Um, can you tell how excited I am for how special it's going to be? But uh, unfortunately, due to some scheduling conflicts, they will not be available next week. Which honestly, it's for the best because next week is Memorial Day week. You know, it's going to be funniest, a short
1: week. I, I seem to remember somebody saying, "You know, I don't think that you should really promote it until you know we have the interview done." Because, you know, these guys are busy, and sometimes
0: their are you know, it's IT, you know, sometimes things comes up, and they're not going to be able to come through. So, Tony, in his wise wisdom, told me to, uh, to not bring it up, but uh, unfortunately, as the young eager beaver, I did, and uh, now I'm the one with egg on my face. But he still has promised to come on. I'm not going to say his name in case that blows up, uh, but he still has promised to come on. I'm not going to say when, because... Again, I don't want to jinx anything, but I promise you that's something we're actively working towards. We also have to kind of work on the technology because it's going to be kind of, you know, patchwork, get it going at first, but... You know, I said this. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Reach out to us if you think you'd like to be a guest, or you know someone that I think would be a good guest. We want to branch this out. We want to grow this. And then, if you just reach out to us, if you have any feedback in general about how to improve the podcast, you know, we talked a lot about PR agencies. So hopefully, I'm sure we're going to hear from a bunch of PR agencies. Um, but let us know how we can improve it. You know, what needs to change, what needs to stay. Uh, but. I appreciate everyone listening in. As always, we love your support. We love you guys listening. Share it. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell whoever. Um, but until next time, we'll talk to you next Thursday. And uh, thanks so much for listening.